Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Matt Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and watch a little bit of anime, and then we come back here and talk about it. And today is the very first time we're going to be talking about Tower of God. We picked this anime last week out of the suggestions, out of the big chest of anime, and this is our next anime that we're going to watch. We're going to watch the whole first season. We're going to give you our thoughts on episode one through four today and some of the episodes next week and then the week after that and we rate it thank you so much for watching here on twitch twitter youtube wherever you're watching live we appreciate it thank you so much and i'm not here alone and don't go on this anime journey alone we are joined by as always my co-host matt galley matt how are you doing this week uh i'm doing really good i've been playing a bunch of <clears throat> new video game demos because steam oh, yeah? just like has their next fest going on right now so there's oh. like dozens of video game demos up right now mm -hmm. a lot of fun stuff uh and it was hard to find the time to want to sit down and play mm -hmm. this when there are so many little demos looking at me right now sure <laughs> <laughs> so watch this not play. yeah for sure and this is one of the animes that we've are starting but we've done so many in the past we're on season two and on season one we did so many anime that are picked by you the viewer so if you want to add an anime to the chest here it would be 500 bits on twitch or a five dollar super chat on youtube so if you're watching it live and you want you're like oh i want them to check out this anime go ahead and give us 500 bits or a five dollar super chat and that'll be split split between me and matt we've already done these three here and that's our rankings for season two and whenever we rank tower of god you get to uh input your thoughts as well so you get to rate them along with us but let's get into tower of god because we always gotta check out the first episode as a first episode did it grab us is it interesting what's the story what's the plot so what happens in tower of god episode one ball we are introduced to the tower where at the top everything you could ever want lies. Rachel wanted to climb the tower to see the stars, but Bam didn't need anything else but to be by her side. After bidding Bam farewell as she departs for the tower, Bam wakes up finding himself greeted by Haydon, the caretaker of the tower. Haydon poses Bam with a test to prove his worth before they're interrupted by Yuri, a princess of Jihad and her navigator, Yuri lends Bam a sword, the Black March, to help pass his test. Asking for the sword's strength, Bam is granted the strength to climb the tower, ascending to the next floor with the Black March to Yuri's dismay. Finding himself in an arena with 400 other combatants, only 200 will be moving on to the next floor. Bam finds himself standing off with new foes pretty cool um one we got to talk about the intro one thing about the intro of this anime i know it's a webtoon is this our first webtoon that we've ever done on the show i think so first webtoon possibly adaptation. um the intro to this anime the song is good but there's not a whole lot going on. And I can understand where it was for the budget. I'm okay with them not doing a fantastical intro if they put the money into the actual show. Because what from the action that we do see in the first four episodes, pretty good. You know yeah. what I mean? And I do really like the <clears throat> art direction itself, even if it's not like super high fidelity uh or anything like that it sure. does feel super inspired and um the hand-drawn aesthetic is really pleasant uh on the eyes yeah for sure dan says the intro song is fire pretty fire i do like it but there's just like black screen yeah words black screen here's a shot here's a shot so first off the intro not great but i do understand if they're saving it for budget um climb the tower and the world is yours. What, Matt, is at the top of the tower? The, at the, the top of the tower is anything you want. Power, uh, fortune, fame. Uh, what else did they say? <laughs> yeah, whether like, you they, desire. They kind of gave off all these different motivations that all these different people might have. And it's like anything that you might possibly want is at the top. <laughs> and you know the only I... reason that 
Rachel wants to climb it is because apparently that's the only place that you can see stars in the universe that we are being presented. Sure. And I like this idea to start off because it is classic storytelling. It is a, a classic like everybody wants this and here's the thing that will take away your troubles. So it instantly gives us motivation for anybody. Um, a little mm, a little loose. I, I feel like we will find that it's not all that it seems to be. Obviously, it cannot be. Um, what? How is it possible that, that at the top of the tower, you will get whatever you are seeking? Don't know what that is. Uh, it is enticing, though, to a lot of people. And we see Bam go through into this other world, sort of. I guess he got pulled through into this area where he has to face the test one, the white steel eel and the ball. How do you feel about it being super disorienting in the beginning? Because for me, it's just like, here we go. Not explaining what happens. Bam doesn't know what's happening, but now we're in a test. Mm -hmm. And like, it could be seen as a little bit jarring, but I'm fine with them just getting into it and not explaining it a whole lot. Because in episode one, you have to hook me, right? You have to mm -hmm. hook the viewer into watching your anime. Yeah. And just getting into a test with the big steel eel that we've seen before, I'm fine with that. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, it's just, I, I think it's fine because of the type of story it's telling where we've, it's, it's again, it's not something super original in terms of the, the grand st structure for it. Uh, yeah. like you said, you know, we, we, we've seen stuff like this before. Um, it's draws many parallels to other shows in its medium as an anime and sure. in its, uh, <coughs> as, uh, it being a, I'm sorry, a manhwa, am I pronouncing that right? Manhwa. Mm -hmm. Manhwa. Uh, it also draws parallels to other things to come out of korean pop culture mm -hmm. uh and um so like it, it's it's very familiar even though it's doing things fast in this first episode and i mean like the the i guess the the only problem that i would have not even problem but the the biggest like thing where i'm like they really are gonna just do that twice i i guess i'm okay with it is the oh, well, everything wouldn't work out for you otherwise, but you're kind of cute, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Yeah. We I'm see that too much. I'm logic for you. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens twice and... in quick success. Yeah, in the first episode. So it, it's asking mm. me very, very quickly for my suspension of disbelief to be high up there. But, um, again, because of the type of story it's telling where immediately it almost seems like we're being presented with like demigods and stuff like that, a situation of like... Uh, heaven hell and purgatory maybe mm -hmm. uh, going on and so ultimately like i'm okay with it because of the story that it's telling um and the tone that everything is kind of being built up to for sure and the fact that like we have this character who does have a very strong core motivation in that you know i don't like this person was kind of literally the world as i knew it <clears throat> so i'm gonna do anything that it takes to get back to them yeah for sure and <clears throat> okay we'll get into it whenever we get to it um so we find out that bam is considered an irregular uh someone who's opened the gates on their own like you said earlier the black march was given uh the black march is a sword princess uh given to princess of jihad princesses princesses of jihad mm -hmm. they, they're given swords as gifts um and she lends her strength to him because why not? You know, why not? Sure. Um, we find out as well about our two, I guess, main characters. Rachel found Bam and wants to see the stars. Bam doesn't remember anything before then. And he gets ascended into the next floor, into test two, where for everybody else, uh, they're on test one. So he had a preliminary test to get into the tower because he was a regular and everybody else is regulars and instantly like you said in the discord hunger games s squid game s battle, that royale, vibe, battle royale, royale is this 
overdone. I know Tower of God came out not too long ago. Is this too much? Are we are we well, kind of reaching uh, that uh, point? The Manwa came out way back hmm. in 2010, I True. think. Okay. So the uh, uh, this adaptation is as new as 2020 or like 2019, <clears throat> I think. Yeah. And even back then, I had people who at the time, I think I might have been watching uh like Hunter Hunter at that time actually. And I had a coworker who was like, Oh, you like Hunter Hunter? There's this new show that came out, Tower of God. You'll probably really like it. I'm like, Oh, for sure, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. And checking out these first four episodes, it's like, yeah, if if you're somebody who enjoys like some of the parallels, this is something else that does a lot of those things in quick succession where it doesn't hold your hand to draw the conclusions on certain things and i know that can be a double-edged sword it's definitely where more modern shonen has started to go in that direction where it takes the they take inspirations and they don't like they they either turn it on its head in a certain way or they completely rip it out of the picture uh entirely to to a degree that again it it can be jarring for some when Mm -hmm. you have things happening so quickly without much explanation oh you're an irregular these are regulars that like this is the tower princesses of uh jihad what like everything that's going on this is your what was the orb called i forgot for some reason he couldn't understand what they were saying before but now he can so are they like the pocket languages yeah it's a pocket that's right so it's just it's doing all these things and it you're you're just supposed to pick it all up <clears throat> and that can be really nice when you want to get right into the story when there's yeah. a grander story to tell. And it's not super dense stuff yeah. that's happening. It's not dense, it is, that's the thing. It's but as as a result, in. it's this world where uh, as totally juxtaposed to last time where by the end of the first episode you have a sense of like all of these different like uh things that are going on in this world all of these different cogs that are moving at the very first end of the episode of code geos Mm -hmm. but here it's just like nope here's bam here's rachel a tower he has to move through it she wants to get to the top he's looking for her and that's like basically the world so far yeah and i'm okay with that um because it's not super what's going on and it is touching on the familiar things that we've already you know seen in other genres or other anime because it's doing things so snappy and quick but it's keeping things within its scope i think in my opinion it works well as i'm watching it it's like it's super digestible and it's very consumable and by the Mm -hmm. end of the first episode i have a bunch of questions that i want answered for sure yeah that's what i was going to ask um as well hi claire welcome to the stream if you want to say hey type in the live chat we appreciate everybody watching live you want to submit an anime for us to watch we are talking about anime every week here on youtube and twitch submit 500 bits on twitch or a $5 super chat and you can add an anime here to one of the lists and we'll get to we'll get to talking about it at some point but we're talking about episode one of tower of god and uh i want to know as a first episode where do you feel you're at like you've already answered that but like where do you feel as opposed to the other other anime that we've watched on the show um for me episode one was good enough it looked beautiful it looked really good it's not an art style that i would particularly like gravitate to like me seeing the trailer for it i'm like okay that's okay that's interesting it looks like cutscenes out of fmv that you would get on like playstation 2 anime games like it's (laughs) like it's it's just kind of at that crossroads where like it's 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 really it's got a great art direction, but it doesn't have super high fidelity. No, and that's okay. I'm I'm fine with that. So as an episode one, I think it hits the mark in what we usually look for. We look for something that makes you keep watching, just enough story to grasp what's happening and kind of the story arc that we're going to follow, a decent main character. I don't really super love Bam just yet in episode one, but like... I understand where Bam's going, and I understand that. The world seems interesting to me as well. 
I don't know, like you said, you got to suspend some disbelief. I don't know why she just handed him over such a powerful sword. Like we're going to see later on how much, how revered the swords of these types are um, or why the sword just granted her power to him. But I can, I can look over that because the swords not in the uh, girls. Yeah, I guess so. And they just kind of went with that. Uh, Claire says, I didn't make it past the first episode. Our main character enters a mystical tower for a girl we know nothing about and then immediately forgets where he is and why. I got to the end of the first episode knowing nothing about either of them and not caring what happened to them. Uh, well, I mean, I thank you for giving it a try. We appreciate it. Um, it is a lot like what we've seen before. I mean, I'm on... It, that's that's isekais yeah. it is sort of an isekai and i'm kind of but this was enough mm -hmm. i think for me to be like okay cool let's keep going it's different enough for me and it's just one of those things where if i like other things that are like it i want more things like those things to exist <clears throat> so i feel like to be drawing a comparison isn't like it may sound like a criticism, but it's really just observations that I'm mm -hmm. making when I make those uh those when I draw those parallels. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, yeah, if you're if you don't like those things, you probably won't like this. If you didn't enjoy Squid Squid Games, Squid Wames, <laughs> if you didn't enjoy Hunger Games or Hunter X Hunter or Battle Royale or High Rise, uh, I forgot what the High Rise one's called, um. But yeah, all those things. I sure. I think Claire explains it a little bit better here as well. I felt it needed to establish the two of them and their relationship before whisking them away. That's probably the thing I like the least about the show so far. Yeah. Is their relationship is Bam and Rachel. And in episode two going forward is when, because episode one, I was, okay, this is good. So like, but going episode two forward, it became more about the other characters. And I really enjoy that part. I don't I don't know how far this goes but at least for me like it seemed like the show was kind of like trying to make that place that he was in out to be like maybe he was in some sort of a purgatory and some sort of a place after death but not quite in the afterlife I I'm not quite sure okay. because of how phrasing that out can be but to be somewhere like that where you've wandered for so long that you forgot anything about everything um to then be brought back like figuratively and literally to be brought back into the light by somebody who then shows you something that you haven't known for so long and that becomes again you're like your whole world i can buy into it that once that's taken away from him that he would do anything to get that back it's not a well built out relationship i'm not saying that it is but i can say that it i can buy into that being his motivation as a character sure um i didn't even pick up on that that he could have been stuck in some purgatory or it's, anything i didn't even think about that it's making a, the show's giving a lot of like it's trying i don't know if it's like there are the show's the Manwa's original writer intended it to be some sort of a uh yeah metaphor metaphor for the afterlife and sure. stuff along those lines okay um especially how other interpretations of the afterlife can get in different religions and stuff i'm not well versed in that i'm not somebody that's that is but i just know that representations of that in media um, have become more normalized and i've seen things like that happen with uh with video games too like there's uh there's a version of the game like RimWorld, except it's themed after like being uh the spirit director in the chinese afterlife huh. um interesting there's 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 a lot of that right now sure. in uh you know up and about and to me this is like it it's it's giving that i don't know if it is i'm not saying it is but it's giving that vibe let's get more into the story episode two three and four hundredths what happens in episode two 
In episode two, <laughs> Bam becomes acquainted with Kuhn and Rack as the next test continues. The number of content- contestants continues to dwindle as Kuhn becomes intrigued with Bam because of a black march. Forming an alliance as the test ends, everyone must form a team of three to carry on. Bam and Kuhn trick Rack into joining them. The test administrator, L- Leto Ro, arrives and announces a culling using Shinsu, the source of the tower's power. It's thanks to Shinsu, the tower itself can exist. Bam, however, is unaffected like everyone else was, drawing Leto Ro's attention. Bam is allowed to ask questions after winning a bet with Leto Ro and learns about irregulars. As the rest of the contestants grow impatient, Leto Ro makes an example using Shinsu again. With the next test ready, it seems the administrator is aware of Kuhn's presence. Oh, buddy. So uh, Claire says, I just assumed they traveled somewhere to this mystical door tower and that place was dark. Yeah, I don't know yet. Or we don't know yet, really, where the tower of God is. This is me, like, looking, trying to look two layers under at all times. Sure. I'm just... Bro... The introduction, I don't want to say it because it's too early. Rack, Wraith Razor, maybe my favorite freaking character out of, well, one of my favorite characters from the animes we've watched. Yeah. And this is the introduction of some like silly slapstick stuff, which is just enough. It's just enough for me where it's not annoying because I'm annoyed whenever it's like too much and it's always happening. But the way they switch to Chibi, I'm glad you grabbed this because they do this with Rack <laughs> a lot, where he switch to, switches to Chibi form and Rack, Wraith Razor, is, is probably one of my favorite characters. And please just have him eating chocolates, <laughs> tons and tons of chocolates and for an episode, and I'm fine with it. I don't know why I've attached to this character. I love him. Rack, Wraith Razor is my spirit animal for sure. I I love him too, and again we get into with these two characters, Rack and Coon. We we can immediately draw some parallels from other shows. Uh, Hunter x Hunter being the example, cool. the prime example for me, where Coon is a, is a stand-in for Kilua, and Rack is a stand-in for uh, like a half of a uh, Hisoka, where it's the side of Hisoka where you have somebody who like wants to hunt he keeps saying you know i'm gonna hunt you the as the black turtle yeah um he calls them turtles and, what? yeah he calls them turtles so he's hunting them as turtles and uh you had hisaka where he you know wanted to fight going and kilua but he could sense their potential so he was like i'm gonna wait till you guys get hit your full potential then i'm gonna fight you um and then, you know, because of them tricking him into this alliance, that's what they basically say. He's like, wouldn't it be so much more entertaining if you fight him once he gets stronger? He's like, hmm, you're right. Maybe. Like, Wait, no, I'm not going to fall <laughs> I'm for not that. Gonna be true. <laughs> um, it might be controversial, but that it, I'm glad you drew that parallel because uh, Hisako is one of my favorite parts of Hunter x Hunter. Ooh, I love Hisako there. And you making the this connection to Rack. character done right. Yeah, well. I, I mean, I mean, Hisoka, <laughs> I you know, that's what I mean when you say, you know, <laughs> it's like there's some parts that he's I hate the Hisoka like, slander. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's a controversy to say the least. It's understandable. It's Smudge right. says on YouTube, I'm so glad you like him. I thought it could go either way with you. I like toitles. Um, yeah, I, I it really could have, honestly. And I was on the fence, but if they kept doing that stuff too much too much in an episode if that was it would his get, only character yeah if that was his only character but he is uh, a fully formed character he is he has his own like wishes and outside of the little chibi silliness um he is something and he wants to do something and he wants to do this and he does have other interactions and i really like it so rack race razor love him coon with his freaking briefcase full of stuff uh great and <laughs> i mean like to <laughs> with me again it's like I was like, oh, that's the Kilua stand-in. Oh, and he's got a briefcase. Cause like just like Kilua, Kilua's carrying a lot of baggage. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, they mentioned I'm just saying. They mentioned in episode two or three where one of the characters was like, Oh, you're carrying a pretty heavy bag. And it was yeah. like what do you mean? Like physically, like literally and at the start or... of that episode, we you know, we see that he's, you know, he's 
got some trauma he's apparently trying to work past. Yeah, he does have some baggage. So, again, what do you mean? Like, literally and figuratively, this show just is doing solids. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. I mean, all I... In Leorio reference? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I get overwhelmed with anime that show a lot of characters like in the last show that we watched there's a lot of characters i'm glad that we didn't spend a whole lot of time like diving into everybody's name everybody's motives everybody's goals yeah with and... something like uh ooh, what's another big roster uh danganronpa when it just like yeah throws all the characters at you right immediately sure. off the bat and this one kind of took its time we saw the faces of these characters that we're going to see later on but we're we I can't tell you their names, but I understand what they are and who teamed up with who. Um, and then this side group as well, which we're going to follow more of into the next couple episodes. But uh, we find out that uh, there is Shibizu. So we find our power level, I suppose. Shibizu? I, I thought it was Shinsu. Shinsu. Did I write that wrong? Shinsu? Yeah, I guess so. I wrote it wrong. Shinsu uh, is the power of sort of water-esque type i'm not too sure what it is it um, takes it can take the form of water but it can also like act as a sort of like it seems like a solid sure um and our first introduction of this is by the administrator who is ranked and the introduction of the administrator states that there's someone that's gotten to the top of the tower and then they come back down to do the test. So doesn't that bring up more questions about what's yeah. at the top of the tower? Yeah. Because I think it does, yeah. <laughs> if you were climbed to the top of the tower and got everything that you wanted, why are you still here? And why are you administering the test for more people to go up there? Yeah. What is it, Matt? That's, I'm that, looking that's, at your that's my No, it? yeah, that's my I I those are my questions too. <laughs> I want an answer. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's why I'm like, it's not, I know it's not what we're expecting. And I know it's going to be probably for some higher king that is ruling the land and nobody knows about or something. Or do they, they find out the truth, kind of like the gift or not the gift, the giver. Is that what it is? Um, where there's one person that knows the truths or something and they tell them the truths of the world and how it's, you know, has been changed or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about this. The giver withheld all the truths of the pain and the sure. joys that the old world had before everybody became like normalized. Slack and white. Across the board. Everybody became emotionally sterilized. That's the mm -hmm. word for it, I think. So in the context of this world, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking that there was something in this world that happened because apparently the the sky is fake. The sky isn't real. It's all Shinsu. Uh, well, like, and... uh, that, like in that moment, they're in a tower that's floating above that yellow grass field where they saw the sky, but like that's still in the tower. So... They're in a small tower inside of the bigger tower. I'm kind of okay with not knowing how the structure <laughs> of everything is. Um, until we see, like, outside of everything, then I don't care. Because I don't understand that. I don't understand and where that, this is. That's what I mean is. when I say, when, like, when he, it, they show him in that underground area and the administrator starts talking about there are these three different regions. the This place, that place, and the this other region. And I'm like, was he... Is that where he was wandering forever? Was like in that third region or something? Or is there like a fourth region where it's just forgotten about or something like that? Like, or it could be like a matrix thing. I just feel like this is all one, like, like from everything we've seen is operating in like one cohesive little world where wherever he was was like at the bottom the very bottom where like okay. forgotten souls or something like that go to sure and gotta make it to the top that's like just me trying to yeah i'm, I'm just visualizing trying to yeah visualize it that that visual structure for me so we learn about the irregulars that some are chosen by Hedon to enter 
and I wrote down here Bam and Rachel may be from another world. I don't know, remember why I put that because there. because they're irregular. They're irregulars. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know their connection there. And then we get to test three, uh, the red door. So we got to get going. Episode three, the correct door. What happens in episode three? We see some of Kuhn's buried past before the team gathers before the next test. Kuhn begins to wonder why Rachel would leave Bam behind. The team is given a clue about the next test before it begins, leaving Kuhn stumped. Rack grows impatient and manages to accidentally pass the test for the team. The administrator seems to know about some secrets that Kuhn is withholding as he learns of a group passing the second test that wiped out all other contestants. Leto Rowe announces that there will be a bonus game and the winner will have been considered to have passed all tests here on. The rules of the crown game are shared as the first team quickly takes the throne using what seems to be another weapon like the Black March. Bam noticing that it seems that Rachel is also amidst the contestants. Oh, it's getting good. So we get some backstory on Kuhn. Kuhn was exiled or his whole family was exiled because his his sister wasn't chosen as the princess. So from what we know in these past couple episodes, it, we find out that if you were going in as a regular, it would be sort of like us here living our lives. I'm assuming that it's just us living our lives and we know about this mythical tower where we can get whatever we want. And then once I suppose we get become of age or we think we're ready, we get to try out for the tower and then we get our go into our first test. Is that kind of the understanding that we see here? Because Kuhn is talking about his life outside of the tower, outside of what's going on, about how there there's a princess drawing or picking or culling or whatever, and his sister wasn't chosen, so he got exiled from everybody else. So I'm I'm thinking that everybody is living in a little circle of town here and then he got pushed out is that kind of because i'm still confused that's on, kind you know, of what i what i'm picking up from that at that point mm-hmm. um so he has some baggage to say the least there and but again like like maybe he got thrown out and then he was wandering and passed see, away now- and then now he's in the afterlife like uh, i don't know like see like that's what i keep, yeah i don't know the show could be just like trying to lead us on without really building the bigger picture and i'm just trying to see the see, borders I, of the painting while i was watching i did not have any of these questions now that you're like posing it as possible afterlife i'm like oh yeah that makes sense yeah it could totally be that or what i don't know um or this could be you know what? It's all in Bam's head. How about that one? It's all in Rachel's head. It's a dream. How about that one? Try that one on for size. Um, The next class that is coming up behind the current one with Bam, Coon, and Rack, they kill everybody except for the, you know, the three that remain, which is not how it's done. And the homie that was doing the like when it hits a hundred, when it hits 200, it was supposed to end and somehow they, they killed everybody. Sure. And it also makes me think like this is just a rotating, yeah, class like class class. Constantly class. people getting moving up and then getting like cold out. So then, how many? And then people in that last there? episode, the guy that we saw got made the example of using Shinsu a second time. He said something along the lines of like, even if I go back, there's nothing for me left, or there's nothing for me there. I gave away everything. I gave up everything to be here. What does so, that mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What does that mean? What What do you have to give to go and try out for the tower? What are these people doing that Bam didn't? That he just had to do a test once. He got lucky by finding a princess he was there. Already in the tower. Because he was already in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that that how many people are there? Because if this is just continuing forever. I mean, we had 200 in that one group move on, and then he said we need to do some culling, and then probably only a third or so of them made it through Shinsu after that barrier went up. So, So But then, no, I'm saying, like, if there's a class 
they move up and then the next class does test one oh, and yeah. then they move up and then the next again class that's does what test makes one. me think it's like afterlife stuff because like that's the only way they could be filling that many applicants that fast mm-hmm. yeah because they don't seem like they're talking that's about 200 just moving through at that pace all the time like it just to me it doesn't seem like this has any it's it's not trying to have any foundation of reality with the world sure. that it's set everything the, feels very ethereal yeah um, otherworldly okay. go break that orb that's guarded by the spirit serpent yeah and that's your first test and they're okay with it <laughs> so that they you know bam was cool with it so and then we see uh the the princess in all of these little interludes where she's trying to catch up to bam now and, and it's like how are you some... having such a hard time like where are you yeah aren't you I, at the I, tower where I, is this <laughs> i did like that shot where she's like i'm lost or whatever <laughs> and it's just like roads into the sky broken up and exactly. it's like where everything you just there? feels otherworldly okay okay and it doesn't feel like it's having any sense of reality or yeah realism in general sure <laughs> Now that I think about it, I was just cool with it. I was just cool with it being just, just all weird and random. Um, but we get the next game, Test 4, the crown game. And I don't remember if I have her name. Anak? Uh, well, we get it later. Anak, Anak yeah. Jihad. Uh, the lizard girl manhandled everyone. There was some a bit of action there. And I really enjoyed this stuff. This is when... Of course, Rack is being silly again. I always love Rack. It's great. But we get some of the more hardcore action, the fighting stuff. And I really like this secondary team's like uh, camaraderie, sort of, because uh, I don't even know the other guy's name. The the guy with the two swords uh, who's on I Lizard forgot. Girl's I team. Didn't write, so I didn't write that one down. She, he's like, you always got to trust your teammates and you always got to believe in your team. It's like, oh, dang, cool. And it's so good. I love that team's dynamic. I love what they're bringing to the story. And it's silly enough where I'm not put off by it. If it was too silly, I'd be like, come on, we got to, you know, we got to go find out, find this Rachel girl, or we got to figure out what's going on in this world. But it's just silly enough to where I'm like, okay, this is a nice repeat, reprieve here. While we figure out these games, and I love little games like this. And if we're going to just keep going through little towers and doing little levels, we'd even talk about the door level about how the essence of it was that you needed to pick a door uh within five minutes within and then five the minutes. clock was there and because uh, the world won't wait for your uncertainty that was the point yeah of that. and then rack picks a door and he's like oh i did it whatever i deduced it somehow but that instinct. was instinct <laughs> <laughs> but it was literally just pick a door the right door is a door rather than you being indecisive and I thought it was also interesting how there was somebody that was working for the administrators and mm-hmm. giving them a little little hints there. What's going on behind the scenes? I like this because I like it where shows or movies present a game or, you know, like these battle royale style stuff, but it starts breaking down. Like there's something else underneath it. And I think that stuff is the most interesting. I saw it a lot in Alice in Borderland. If you are a fan of the manga or there's a show on Netflix now, season two just came out not too long ago, but Alice in Borderland brings up this sort of pseudo battle royale style, but it's all about how, how to get around that and all the stuff happening around that thing that you're, you're supposed to do and how people stay alive in that and i love that stuff and this is kind of what's happening here there's some stuff in the background that we're yeah. unaware of we're seeing hints i mean of. you kind of get a little bit of that immediately when kuhn says things along the lines of you know everybody's falling for what they're being presented like everybody's doing exactly and he doesn't follow the, the rules yeah so and then you have, uh, yeah, uh, Bam, who's in there, not again, yeah, not to reach the top of the tower, but just to reunite himself with Rachel. Do which... you think anybody that we've seen has gone through the tower before? Is this somebody's second, third, tenth time? Do you think that Bam has gone through multiple times already? <laughs> 
Uh, anybody in now chat, I do. <laughs> anybody in in any of the chats, if you want to chime in or there's, anything, there's something because like I don't know it like everything happens with like that uh the goddess really early so i don't know if it's be if it's to chalk things up to the fact that like oh he's been granted the power that i'm supposed to suspend my disbelief on again or if it's again yeah because of something like that that the show might be withholding but is clearly setting up that he's uh been through the tower already maybe yeah multiple and times. then he forgets everything and that every it could single be time it's to be reunited with Rachel and then he finds himself getting found by her underneath the He's in a paradox. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it? I mean, I... could it be just an endless thing where he does he finds her but it's not what he wanted, it's not like he wanted and then he gets sent back to try it again, to try it differently, to do it again because we've seen that give in the show before. and storytelling. I'm giving this one an F. <laughs> <laughs> episode four <laughs> the green april what happens in episode four of tower of god bam believes that the person he saw uh that he thought was rachel is also not her the crown game continues with anak sitting on the throne unable to swap out because of the rules the next teams join up but kun insists that their team waited out a sleepy contestant shows to be a Shinsu user and tricks Anak into going berserk, then drawing out the Black March, Anak demanding it to be turned over to her. Bam refuses, and with Anak disqualifying her team, Bam's team takes to the arena with Kuhn pulling an outplay using a fake crown, seating Bam on the throne with the real crown. All while, who seems to be Rachel, continues to watch from the shadows. Ooh, Ooh boy. This got some action. Homeboy in the sleep. I love it. I love it. In a homie having a slumber party with himself, but he's like, I got a plan. He turns out to be smarter than everybody. Turns out to be a Shinsu user. Love that reveal. Um, how do you feel about the action specifically in this episode and, and a little bit in the previous episode? What do you think about this in the crown game? I like the way that the action unfolds. It's like easy to follow and there's a lot of flashy moves. Everybody's like doing something a little bit different, fighting in a little bit of a different style, especially in this episode. We get to see our uh, our little Jet Li stand in and his little what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> love stuff like that. Um, drawing inspiration in every direction that it can <laughs> very fun i like this episode a whole lot um anak jihad we find out is a princess of jihad who is the owner of the green april so we're going through the different months different and, months different colors but caitlin also brought it up to me because i did not notice there's 13 swords oh. of the months and there's only 12 months, I think. The last I checked, there's only 12 months. June, so. Sambuary. Yeah, something like that. Um, but some that's something. I'm pretty sure that's going to be something, that there's another sword out there that's his or something. But he, uh, Bam still has not been able to use the power again, so he is pretty much defenseless, I guess, against everybody. So he has to... Uh, stay with Kuhn and uh, Rack. The sword was acting pretty strange, like it's just wanted to princess. be. Yeah, for sure. He's <laughs> Paleo Princess there. Um, but the sword was acting strange whenever the Green April was there. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what that is. I think so it's specifically like, when she started to. Uh, Kuhn says something like, Yeah, there's a certain. Yeah, ignition, the ignition Oof. power. Once she activates that, that's what causes the Black March to kind of go crazy, mm -hmm. shedding its, uh, it was like wrapped up in cloth and it just rips it all off because of the power of it. And in this fight and towards the end of this episode was the first time that I really noticed the music. I don't know if you've noticed it oh, yeah. at all. The OST is solid. Yeah, and, and the jazz music really adds to the battles and the stuff that's happening on screen. I didn't notice it before. I did not like even pay attention to it, but I'm pretty sure it was there in the background. But 
I love the horns. There's a lot of trumpet and and just jazz nonsense going on whenever stuff's on the screen, and I loved it. It's really good. Um, Matches but, the chaotic tone yeah. and pace of the fights, the freeform nature of them. For sure. The thing I didn't, uh, I did not expect was for Kuhn to have two crowns there, and now it brings into question what his bag is really, right? Because yeah. we've seen him pull out a bunch of stuff. We've seen him pull out infinite candy, candy bars. bars bro <laughs> infinite candy bars so is it a, a pocket to another dimension is this whatever you think you can pull out of like what do you think coon's power is and is this another because we see we see them i don't all think fighting. it's anything you can think of that, okay otherwise he would i i think there would be other situations where we would have already seen him pull out other things but we've only seen candy bar and crowns mm -hmm. so far i think um it also brings like i started thinking about that but then i started thinking about how different all of these sentient beings are like they're yeah. not going to talk about how there's this lizard I, girl which... or these some some sort of human-like but also monster-esque or Crocodile. animal style so like what how is everybody okay with that because we're not in the real world we're in some sort the of an world. afterlife i'm telling you or is it a video game no afterlife or video i don't think game. it's a video game we haven't we haven't been presented any anything video gamey a battle royale style tier roguelike <laughs> puzzle game puzzle master no leaning towards uh real or like i mean it's fake. not it's not it's not it's it's setting itself up to be presented as real there's no like oh this is the guild hall this is uh you know xp and leveling up and sure. uh it's oh i gave you this really strong fucking sword and here you go just give it back to me For sure. oh the goddess that inhabits that sword never talks to me and now she's making a pact with him oops <laughs> like it doesn't feel video gamey okay. it feels like <laughs> the afterlife the fucking afterlife okay it feels uh, like an acid trip <laughs> yeah for sure definitely um that makes sense sort of uh makes sense in terms of like game rules and the, the fact world that things makes like that sense. aren't being questioned just really again this very small built out world um there just everybody just seems to be okay with every single new thing that happens as it's yeah. being presented to them even Why as not? they're progressing through this tower some of them bearing witness to shinsu for the first time and they're not like you know put off by it they're just like oh i look at that i i gotta get through it they're just mm -hmm. accepting it totally they also talked like, like yeah yeah speaking of the shinsu they also the administrator also talked about how many floors of the tower there are he said like at floor by floor 30, 30 man you gotta be dealing with this on a daily basis it's like wait what how many floors to the tower to the top of the tower but um ultimately at the end we see a character that looks a lot like rachel that says it's okay to kill bam and we're left on a cliffhanger and i'm i'm interested i'm definitely about the anime for sure about it more than i thought it would be um it's giving me enough in the other characters again like i said at the beginning i'm not that big into bam not that big into his relationship with rachel i'm sure that's going to be the ultimate payoff at the end but I really like Rack. I really like Kuhn. I really like his story. I like the idea of, you know, what's going on in the background, how the administrators are something else than we know so far. I like that there's games that are happening that put everybody together. And this idea of the princesses of Jihad and their instruments of destruction and why uh, the one princess that we met on floor negative one, I guess, had many swords to choose from and just kind of handed over bam one and i'm I'm curious what happens uh and i'm i'm on board i'm on board more than some other anime we watch so i'm i'm here for it <laughs> matt we are watching more episodes than we 
than we just did next week. So we're going to watch, because there's 13 episodes of oh, Tower right. of God, we're going to be watching 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. So episode 5 through 9, watch that before next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Tower of God, episode 5 through 9. We'll post it in the Discord as well. Let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know some of your favorite moments or anything like that in the Discord as well. Thank you so much for watching. Matt, where can the people find you when you're not here? When I'm not here, you can follow me on my Twitch at Matt underscore Galley. Follow me on any of my socials. Just add an ITS at the front. Make it ITS Matt underscore Galley on X, on Instagram, on anything that I'm on. Uh, TikTok, Matt Galley. When we're not here, where can the people find you? Um, well, hello, Cope. Hello on the YouTube side. I appreciate hello, it. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for saying hey. Um, you can find me here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Jules the Human. We are live uh, every Wednesday. Going to be here on YouTube and simulcasting on Twitch. Hello, everybody watching on Twitch as well. Um, but I'm going to be mainly doing YouTube stuff. I announced this 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 year, this week, that I'm going to be streaming on YouTube. So if you like my gaming content, you can watch that on YouTube. I'm going to be playing a whole lot of Honkai on Friday. Some games on Sunday. Hello, Cosmo. Hello. Bye, Cope. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by at the end. We're going to be uh, streaming live on Friday on this channel. So hit that subscribe button if you're not on YouTube. Here's all of our stuff. If you want to find us on everything, uh, <laughs> at Jill the Human, at Matt Galley, on all the things. We talked about Tower of God. Watch episode five through nine by next week. Five, and... six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to watch that. Is Matt leaving? No, Matt can stay. I'll leave. If that's cool. I'm going to head I mean, out, though. I, I don't know about Twitch anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave. And then Matt can stay here. I'll no, probably. Thank you so. Mm. What? Huh? Probably what? Mm? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to everybody watching live. We appreciate it. Um, thank you for checking us out and watching our little anime show. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm glad we can. What were you going to say, though? That. <laughs> if you want to stream on YouTube, I can help. It's uh, cool. It's ooh. not bad. It's pretty Twitch, cool. Twitch ain't it. Twitch ain't it, Chief. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.